الحمد الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه يجمعين Last week we stopped on قول الله سبحانه وتعالى وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا فَأْتُوا بِصُورَةٍ مِّن مِثْلِهِ وَدْعُوا شُهَدَاءَكُمْ مِّن دُونِ اللَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ This, of course, has all the previous verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah mentioned Alif Lamim ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ mentioned لا ريب فيه that there is no doubt the meaning of ريب is what doubt لا ريب فيه and also هُدَلِّ الْمُتَّقِينَ that Al-Quran Al-Kareem is what guidance Hudallil Muttaqeen and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Asnafun Nas the types of people the first group were the disbelievers Al-Kafirun described in two verses and then before them were the believers the believers were described after the believers the disbelievers or the unbelievers in two verses and then Al-Munafiqoon the hypocrites were described in 15 verses. Then the whole of humanity was addressed. Ya After this, O oh mankind, worship your Lord. Then humanity was addressed again with regard to if you doubt this Quran. Wa in comes for the meaning of what? Sharh, condition. Wa in kuntum. That if your state is such that your state is that you are fear raibin in a doubt. Now this word raib, like in a hadith, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Leave that which places you in doubt to that which does not place you in doubt. So the word raib in its linguistical meaning means what? Doubt. That if you are in any doubt, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا مِمَّا is from min and ma min from and ma which means that from that which we have revealed and I mentioned last week the difference between نَزَّلْنَا أَنْزَلْنَا is to reveal something in one go نَزَّلْنَا is to reveal something stage by stage مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا upon our servant I mentioned that is the abd, the word abd is the one who is mamluk, possessed, meaning in the possession of someone else. In every way, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in the possession of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when he is referred to as our servant, abdina, the meaning is what? The meaning is that the one who has realized his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is not under any false pretension with regard to his servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why the Messenger of Allah is addressed as subhanahu wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi and alhamdulillahi alladhi anzala ala abdihi. And described as Abdullah in Surah Al-Jinn, the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in that which we have revealed. 
but revealed over a period of 23 years upon the heart of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is only appropriate at this point. Why? Because the challenge is to bring one chapter. If the Quran had said, Mimma anzalna, that which we have revealed in its entirety, then the challenge would be bring a book like this book. But here the challenge was to bring one chapter like the chapter of Al-Quranul Kareem, the shortest chapter which is Suratul Kawthar. So, Mimma nazzalna ala abdina fa'atu. So, fa'atu a command, fa'atu bi suratin. As I mentioned, that one of the meanings of surah is quwwah, that bring about a strength, with your strength, something similar, bi suratin min mithlihi, from something similar to it, similar to the chapters of the Qur'an, that some of them have said that the meaning of this is some bring something like a chapter of the Qur'an from someone similar to the Prophet both of these things are what impossibilities, mustahil, that, the, that a chapter be revealed, something similar to Al-Qur'anul Kareem or the chapters of Al-Qur'anul Kareem and similarly that a chapter of Al-Qur'anul Kareem be revealed uh, to a person who is similar to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because there can never be anyone similar to Sayyiduna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wad'u and call upon So Wad'u, this is from Da'a Yad'u to call upon but here it means to call for help Wad'u shuhada'akum The shuhada here shaheed the meaning of shaheed is those who are present amongst you Call upon them Wad'u shuhada'akum that those who are present among you, amongst you, call upon them. Other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in reference to the idols that they worship. They believe these idols are God. And those who, after their time, who disbelieve in idols also, and they believe the Quran is from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they believe it's a man-made book, then the challenge remains for them, meaning till the end of time. Wad'u shuhada'akum, that call upon your, those who are present amongst you, shuhada'akum, min dunillahi, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in kuntum sadiqeen, if indeed you are truthful. In kuntum sadiqeen. Sadiqeen, sidq is someone who is truthful inwardly and outwardly. That if inwardly you are truthful regarding this claim, then fulfill this challenge. And later on the challenge will be repeated. Throughout the Quran, the challenge is repeated and the challenge has never been met. Meaning from the time of Abu Jahl, who was eloquent in his Arabic and his poetry, he was unable to counter the Quran, unable to imitate Al-Quranul Kareem, unable to imitate even three verses of Surah Al-Kawthar, which the shortest chapter of, of Al-Quranul Kareem, he was unable to imitate. فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا And if you have not done so, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا Meaning, if you have not done so in the past, وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا And you will never be able to do so. So the Quran here informs them that if you have not done so, وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا This word, لَنْ, it comes for future negation. وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا You shall never be able to do so. لَمْ تَفْعَلُوا You have not done so. Meaning they were unable to do so in Makkah Al-Mukarramah. Remember this is the Surah Al-Baqarah was revealed in Al-Madinah Al-Munawwarah. 
they were unable to counter the Quran in Mecca al-Mukarramah for 13 years they were challenged they were unable to do so then 10 years in al-Madinat al-Munawra they were unable to do so then after the conquests so many Arab poets attempted to challenge the Quran they were unable to do so what is the outcome if you are unable to do so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them then what fear generally people translate this as fear but fear in, in, in Arabic is khawf al-wiqayah is protection taqwa is being aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so when we have taqwa uh, being aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is observing us in private and public. This is known as a taqwa The Quran states, Qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nar. Qu from al-wiqaya, protect yourselves. Qu anfusakum wa ahlikum, that protect yourselves and your families from what? The fire, nara. Here, fattaqu, from the same root. Ittaqu, from, uh, uh, to protect oneself, fattaqu. Protect yourselves from what? An-nara. That protect yourself from this fire which is described now. Allati, this fire, waquduha nas wal hijara. This fire, it's fuel. Remember, Allah nara, the one who fueled the fire. Istawqada. Fattaku an-nara allati waquduha. Waqud and istawqada have the same root letters. Wa'u. Qaf and Dal, which is to what? A blaze, to make flames. Its fuel is what? Human beings. And what else? Stones. So the Quran here states, nasu wal That the Nas will be placed, but also jinn kind will be placed. Jinn kind will also be placed in the fire. Even though they are made from fire. So at one point, Someone doubted this. They said, an atheist, he approached a, an old man and he said, where is your God? You cannot see your God. And explain to me, how can uh, a jinn kind be punished with fire when they are made from fire itself? So the old man, what did he do? He struck the man with a rock and then threw sand in his face and he was taken to court. When he was taken to court, the Qadi, the judge, questioned him regarding this. He said, this man said to me, where is your God? So I struck him and he claims that he has pain. I want to see the pain. Where is the pain? He's unable to show me the pain. And what I struck him with was with sand and rock. And human beings are made from sand and rock. Therefore, how can he be punished with, some, with sand and rock, the same element that he is made from? Of course, that's anecdotal. But... The jinn kind, even though they are made from smokeless fire, they are made from smokeless fire, they can still be punished with fire. Even though they are made from smokeless fire because things change form. So even though human beings are made from the soil and the dust, our forms today, while we are alive, are different to the, the dust on the earth. But when we die, what happens? We reverse. So firstly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, he fashioned him from wet clay, from dry earth to wet clay, and then from wet clay to a form, and then from a lifeless form 
the soul was breathed into him and he became a living being. The human being, when he dies, this happens in reverse. He dies, he becomes a lifeless form. And then what happens, his body, when it decays, it becomes like wet clay. When the body begins to decompose, it becomes like wet clay. And then once it decomposes, it dries up and it becomes soil. So the, the reverse happens when we die. But we can still be punished by soil and uh, by rock and by sand. So, that this fire, النار, that you should fear, النار, التي, that what it's, it's fuel, النار, is human beings, والحجارة, is what stones. So the stones, some of them say, the stones are sulfur stones. So what the, what the tip of matches have is red sulfur. Some of them say the stone, the type of stone that's thrown in is like this is sulfur stone that's thrown in by the angels in order to fuel the fire. There are seven levels of hellfire. And currently, as we speak, the position of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that hellfire is an existing entity that exists. It exists where currently it is under the seventh earth-like planet in space. Meaning, if you travel out into space, there are six other earth-like planets from underneath the earth, from underneath planet earth, if you travel out into space. What would be deemed as the top point, top point of earth would be Al-Ka'batul Musharrafat. So the lowest point would be the opposite side. And if someone travels out into space, they would come across an earth-like planet. And then a fifth and a fourth until you get to the first. But then when you travel out again into space, before you reach the borders of the concentric circle of the seven heavens, as samawat hellfire is located. But on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَوْمَ نَطْوِ السَّمَاءَ كَطَيِّ السِّجِلِّ لِلْكُتُبِ كَمَا بَدَأْنَا أَوَّلَ خَلْقٍ نُعِيدُهُ وَعْدًا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّا كُنَّا فَاعِلِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fold the seven heavens and the way the, the scribes, the, the scribes uh, scroll is rolled up. And then what will happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the angels to bring paradise close and hellfire close from their locations. Paradise is located on the right hand side of Sidratul Muntaha. Then hellfire has seven levels. The munafiqeen are burnt in the lowest level, Ad-Darkul Asfal, meaning Ad-Darkul Asfal is the lowest depth of the hellfire. Shaitan is burnt in the fifth, while Fir'aun is burnt in the sixth. So th there are levels of hellfire, and then of course the further descriptions of hellfire will be mentioned throughout Al-Quran Al-Kareem. So they are told that if you are unable to counter this Quran, you are unable to counter this Quran, then have fear of this fire. Which annar, meaning hellfire. Of course, the, the levels have names like Jahannam is the name of a level. Jahannam is one name. Saqar. Saqar is another level of hellfire. So, فَاتَّقُوا النَّارَ الَّتِي وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ أُعِدَّتْ If you say أَعَدَّ is to prepare something. أُعِدَّتْ That the hellfire has been prepared for whom? لِلْكَافِرِينَ For those who have disbelieved. Al-Kafirin, meaning the kufr, is to cover up the fitrah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in human beings. What is that different to the angels? Uh, the angels, they have what? Access to malakut, the human beings. 
they have access to this realm. Malakut is the hidden realm, the metaphysical realm. But there is the, there is the sir, the secret which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in the human being by which the human being has a closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which angels do not have. So this was one of the, the secrets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanding the angels to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam. So, this hellfire has been prepared for those who cover up this, uh, this truth. What is the truth? That their hearts, within their hearts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed the dhar, the particle of truth, the particle of iman, but they cover it up like the farmers that when they cover up the seed. So, here, give glad tidings. So, after the warning of hellfire is mentioned, فَاتَّقُنَّارِ that, uh, that be wary of the fire, be aware of the fire, take heed from the punishment of the fire, وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ Give glad tidings. Now, why is uh, uh, Bishara is what glad tidings? Uh, also, Bashar is human being. So, uh, Al-Bashar is also skin. So, Al-Bashar, Bashara is skin. This is why human beings are called Bashar because they have skin unlike furry animals. All the animals, they have what? Feathers, they have uh, fur, but human beings, they have what? Skin. So they are, they are referred to as Bashar. Bishara is glad tidings. Why? Because when someone is given glad tidings, what happens? Where do you see the happiness on the face, on the skin? So therefore, Wabashir, that give glad tidings to whom? Wabashir al-Ladina, give glad tidings to whom? Al-Ladina amanu, those who have believed, who have taken iman. And the original meaning of iman, remember, amina ya'manu is to take security. When you have iman, you take security. Security with whom? With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you have security. That security in the dunya and in the akhirah. When someone has strength of iman, they will have security with the one who created them. But note here, muqarana, matching up of iman with good actions. But they also do good actions. They do good actions. Salihat. Act, good actions are described as salihat. Why are good actions essential to Iman? They are essential to Iman like water is essential to a tree. That if you have Iman without actions, then what will eventually happen? That the tree will die, the tree of Iman will die, the roots will dry up and the tree will eventually die. This is why a person must couple the Iman with good actions. That what glad tidings should be given to them. Firstly, remember that there are verses that inform us that those who do good actions from male or female, they shall have a good life on earth. That we shall give them a good worldly life. In the worldly realm. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because some people say, what good is there in adopting Islam, adopting Iman, acting on Islam, if it does not benefit us in our worldly life? The answer is Islam benefits us in the dunya 
and it benefits us in the akhirah. And the benefits in the dunya outweigh any other lifestyle. So for someone to think that paradise is the only promise given to the believer, this is false. The, the Islamic way of life, the lifestyle of Islam benefits the human being in multiple ways. As we will study throughout various verses of Al-Quran Al-Kareem. That this group of people, they will have what? They have gardens. Some people, they object, they say, the Quran only promised gardens to Bedouins, or people who lived in hot regions, because the gardens were green and luscious, and the people in the deserts, uh, they did not have gardens, and therefore they imagined gardens, green gardens. The answer is, this is false. The reason for mentioning the gardens is because luxury changes in every time. But there is one thing which all human beings agree upon, which is greenery and water. That in every age, if you have people who live in the north climbs like us in England and other countries, even greenery here is a luxury. If someone has fields, it's a luxury to observe. So this is something that is within the human nature to observe. That the nature which we were created with, when Sayyiduna Adam salam was created, he, he observed the gardens of paradise. And then he was placed on the, the area in India, which is known as Sarandeep, which is in modern day Sri Lanka, in Sarandeep. And they say even the fragrance of paradise remains in that area. So, that firstly, Jannatin, the paradise is Jannah. Is the singular do not mix this up with a samawat a samawat is the seven concentric circles jannah is gardens the gardens that exist on the right hand side of sidratul muntaha on the furthest low tree but here the the plural is utilized jannatin why is this to say that these are gardens upon gardens not one garden that if you said jannah is one garden but jannatin that there are so many luscious gardens, one garden after the other. And these gardens, why is Jannah referred to as Jannah? Jannah is what to cover. So Jannah Laylu, the night covered. And this is why Janin is what? A fetus, because the child, when it's developing in the belly, it's covered. Likewise, Jinn, why is Jinn referred to as Jinn? Because a Jinn is covered from the eyes of human beings. Similarly, Janun. Why is Janun uh, a person who goes mad? But the, the madness, when he's referred to as Janun, you cannot see the, uh, the madness except through the actions of the person. But madness itself, you cannot see. Likewise, uh, Junnah. What is Junnah? A shield. When a person has a shield, they cover themselves. But likewise, paradise is referred to as Jannah because it is covered with trees and greenery. Everything is covered. So, Jannatin, they have multiple gardens. And remember, paradise also has levels. Hellfire has seven doors. And remember, I mentioned that there are seven sins through which a person can enter the hellfire. But there are eight doors of paradise. Eight doors of paradise. And Imam Muhammad bin Yusuf al-Sanusi, when he covers these seven principles of Tawheed, he says, with these seven principles of Tawheed, the seven doors of hellfire shut for the person. But there are eight doors of paradise, and there are multiple layers of paradise. So, like you have Jannatul Firdaus, you have Jannatul Ma'wa, 
you have Darus Salam. There are all these names for the various levels of paradise. So Jannatin. But then the description is given of these Jannat. Tajri min tahtihal anhar. That Tajri, Jara Yajri is to flow. Tajri min tahtiha, that underneath it flow. What al anhar? This word al anhar is plural of nahar. Nahar is what a, a river. It's uh, you can say nahar with the fatha of the ha, and you can say naharun, which is with the skun of the ha, which is act in actual reference to the ditch. So when the river flows, it's a reference to the ditch itself, the uh, the ditch that is formed in the river. But then the the name is transferred to the water which flows. So the river itself is referred to as nahar. Tajri min al anhar that underneath paradise al anhar flow. Now, why does it say min tahtiha underneath? Because the vision, remember the tasweerul Qur'an, that the Qur'an gives us a picturesque vision of paradise, that when you imagine the, the rivers flowing underneath, you can imagine the greenery growing to such a degree that it grows over the rivers. Like sometimes you may have the bank of a river, over the bank of the river you have trees growing over the river to the point that sometimes the green tree it what it tilts down, it bends down towards the river also. So the rivers are flowing in such a way. Of course, the rivers are mentioned that where they flow from in some of the narrations, from the the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the source. Like on earth, Zamzam, the source of Zamzam is the black stone, Al Hajrul Aswad. That if you when they dug in in previous times, in recent history, they dug underneath. To find the source of Zamzam, what did they find? That the water was gushing forth from Al-Hajr al-Aswad. So they could not reach the source. Of course, the source is from paradise. Then, and the proof of that is the fact that Makkah al-Mukarramah is surrounded by dry land. There's no actual worldly source for such water, where millions of gallons are taken away every day. And then... In paradise, the source of the rivers is from the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The arsh itself is the roof of paradise. The arsh itself is the roof of paradise. And then the person will drink firstly from the water of paradise and he will never feel thirsty again. And then he will drink from the milk of paradise and he will grow and he will never shrink again. Because when a person drinks on earth, what happens? They drink... Uh, and they can grow big, but then they can grow skinny again. But a person who drinks from the water of paradise, he will never be thirsty again. He drinks from the milk of paradise, his body will never shrink again. He will never have a smaller body. And he drinks from the, the honey of paradise, he shall never be ill again. And then he drinks from the wine of paradise, and he shall never be unhappy again. Meaning, the wine of paradise gives what? Happiness. So all these four states are achieved from all the rivers of paradise. So those who grasp onto the Quran and follow the way of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they are told, "Wabashir amanu." Give glad tidings to them. Who gives the glad tidings? Who is being commanded to give the glad tidings? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is being given given the command: give them glad tidings of this paradise. That they shall have what gardens tajri to flow from underneath it al anharu these multiple rivers. 
some of them in one riwayah of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, it states that the rivers will not even flow in the ground. Some of them will have, they, meaning the water source will be such that the water will go from one area to another without being, having a need to flow on the ground. Then the description is given. Kullama. And every time, kullama, every time, ruziku minha. Whenever they are given some sustenance from it, ruziku. Remember, rizq, one of the meanings of rizq is what? Ata. They are given. Ruziku, that they are given what? This sustenance. Kullama ruziku minha. Whenever they are given some sustenance from this paradise, min thamaratin, from fruit. So the fruit is mentioned, but the fruit is mentioned min thamaratin in the singular form, meaning any type of fruit. Meaning one fruit is not specified. Someone could maybe, someone could say this is one particular type of fruit. No, min thamaratin. Thamara is the fruit of something. It can refer to any fruit. So whenever they are given the sustenance of any type of fruit, what will they say? Min thamaratin rizqa, meaning uh, as a sustenance. Qalu, they shall say, Hadha min qabl. This is what we were given previously. Meaning, why would they say this? Wa utubihi mutashabiha. That what will be brought to them is mutashabih. What is mutashabih? Mutashabih is when Two things, they are not completely identical, but they share some traits. So the delights of paradise, they have some similarity to things on earth, but they are mutashabih, they are not mutamathil, not completely alike. So when a fruit is given, it will have some similarity, maybe in form, but it will differ. It will differ in size. It will differ in freshness. It will differ in sweetness. It will differ in longevity, meaning the things in paradise will never perish. So when they are given this fruit from the fruits of paradise, they shall be given something from the thamara of the fruit that is similar. Additional descriptions. So apart from the description of the fruits of paradise, that they have mutashabih, they have some similarity, they shall have partners in paradise. Walahum fiha, that they shall have in paradise azwajum mutahharatun. Remember the word azwaj is plural of zawj, meaning a partner. For a female, you can say zawja and zawj, both are applicable to females. Walahum fiha azwajum mutahhara. These wives are described in paradise. Mutahara. Mutahara ismul maf'ul meaning they are completely purified. They are purified from haid, the menses, they are purified from afterbirth bleeding, they, they are purified from hormonal imbalances, they are purifra, purified from sayul akhlaq, bad manners, they are purified from raising their voices. They are purified from all the impurities of earth. So to the extent that the people are paradise, that the people are paradise, they shall have no excrement, they shall have no urine, and the most that they shall have is spittle. Anything cleaner than spittle will exist. Anything that is worse than spittle shall not exist. 
So the spittle is the, the, the maximum and sweat because the sweat, even the sweat will be a musk that when they sweat. Remember, this is a different realm altogether to planet Earth. وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا أَزْوَاجٌ مُطَهَّرَةٌ وَهُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And they, وَهُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ That they shall reside in paradise, خَالِدُونَ Sometimes the word خُلُود وَأَبَدَى Always is mentioned for paradise, but it is not mentioned for hellfire. But elsewhere you will find the word, uh, the word خَالِدُونَ for hellfire also. But أَبَدَى Always is mentioned for paradise. Why? Out of sharaf. Nobility of the people of paradise. That they shall live in paradise forever. This is to demonstrate their nobility. So, وَهُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ They shall remain in this paradise. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَسْتَحْيِي إِنْ يَضْرِبَ مَثَلًا مَا بَعُوضَةً فَمَا فَوْقَهَا Now here, when in Al-Quran Al-Kareem, what is the connection of this verse with the previous verses? In the previous verses, in kuntum fi raybim was mentioned. That if you are in doubt regarding this Quran, and then the challenge was given, that fa'tu bi suratim min mithlihi, that bring about a chapter from something similar to this Quran. When you are unable to do, to do so, fattaqun nar, then fear what? The hellfire. And if you believe in this Quran and adopt the teachings of this Quran, the glad tidings are given. وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا the glad tidings are given. But what is the connection of Inna Allaha la That indeed Allah is not shy from what? From giving a similitude of what? Ba'uda, which is what? A mosquito. The Rabb, the connection is the following is that after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenged them, they said, This Quran gives us examples of what? A spider, Ankabut. This Quran, it gives us the uh, example of Zubaba, which is what? A fly, household fly. Meaning they attempted to make a mockery of the Quran. But in reality, the similitudes, Amthalul Quran were for a reason. The similitude of the spider was given Baytul Ankabut, which is what? The spider's web. Meaning the spider's web, when you observe the spider's web, it is beautiful, it has a function, but yet, it is fragile. The, the, the kafir system is similar to the spider's web. You observe it, it works. Capitalism. It seems good. It's functioning. But then it's fragile like what? A spider's web. You finish one aspect of the spider's web, the entire system will collapse. You finish interest-based banking, the entire system will collapse. Similarly with communism and all these man-made systems. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the example of the household fly, that these idols that you worship, when the fly takes something from them, they are unable to retrieve this. They are unable to retrieve what has been taken. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs the kuffar, the disbelievers and the believers, Inna Allah, indeed Allah, la yastahyi. Istihya is to be modest. لا يستحيب meaning this is not applicable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أن يضرب to strike مثلا ما مثلا remember I mentioned the aqsam of Al-Quran meaning types of verses of Al-Quran Al-Kareem one of the types of the verses of Al-Quran Al-Kareem is Amthal Al-Quran 
the similitudes of the Quran. And we said throughout Al-Quranul Kareem, there are about 1,000 amthal, 1,000 similitudes. One of them is this, mathalan ma, whichever similitude, mathalan ma, meaning any similitude. Ba'udatan, whether it's a mosquito, fama fawqaha, or anything other than a mosquito. Here, firstly, the linguistical root of ba'udah. Ba'udah is a mosquito. Some of them said that ba'udah, firstly, ba'ud is something, part. Ba'udah is when a part of something. What does a mosquito do? It goes onto a creature, and what does it do? It takes the blood, it takes ba'ud. Take something of the person. So it's referred to as ba'udah. Fama fawqaha. Then fama fawqaha. Anything above ba'udah. Anything greater than ba'udah. But fawq can also come in the meaning of less. So anything greater or anything less. Both meanings come in this. So the ba'udah, it can finish great tyrants. Like Nimrud. What happened? The story. The mosquito entered his nostril. Went into his mind into his brain, it itched him to the ex extent that he had people beat himself. He had he commanded people, beat me with iron rods, beat me with iron rods until he died. And then what happened? The mosquito came out the other nostril. And the, the same mosquito, they say it was a disabled mosquito. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an example of a tyrant. And then in today's day and age, human beings, if they become tyrants on earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can destroy them even with a mosquito. Mathalam ma. Any similitude, ba'udatam fama fawqaha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can create a virus at any time that can wipe out entire communities. Do not think, do not give God-given traits to a cabal or a group of people that people believe that they are controlling the world. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always in charge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates everything. No one human group has a grip of the earth that they control all the events. Any planning that they do, their similitude is like the spider's web. So even if they do have some kind of global control, the global control will always be like a spider's web. The way a spider's web has a function, it looks outwardly beautiful, but a small thing can decipher the entire web. And similarly, the mosquito Something small, something despicable, yet that mosquito can kill people with malaria. Malaria spreads across the land, entire nations can die. any Whether it's a ba'udah, which is a mosquito, and that which is greater than a mosquito, or that which is less than a mosquito, like a virus. As for those who have believed, they know that indeed this annahu that it whether it's the mathal, the similitude, or the Quran itself, al rabbihim, that it, it is indeed the truth from their Lord. What is al haq Remember, al haq is always one because al haq is that which is in accordance with reality. So whatever occurs in reality, meaning the one. Absolute truth. There can never be two truths. There can never be two truths to one thing. So Al-Haqud, absolute truth is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Haq, the absolute truth. 
which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, فَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا As for those who have disbelieved, فَيَقُولُونَ They will say, مَاذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا مَثَلًا what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will by this similitude? What does he intend by this similitude? But as I mentioned, that a human being can take lessons from even a household fly. That when we human beings, we tame a lion, we go and tame a lion, we place him in the zoo, the king of the jungle. We get the largest animal that we know, which is an elephant, and we place it inside of a zoo. Yet we cannot control a household fly. The household fly will come and sit on our nose. We will uh, move the household fly away and the household fly will come back. Meaning a, a lesson to be learned from a household fly. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the mental ability that you can subjugate certain things on earth. But yet there are many things that you can never subjugate like a virus or a household fly. So the believer will take lessons from Amthalul Quran while the disbeliever will say, ماذا أراد الله بهذا مثلا What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intend by this as a similitude? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says يضل به كثيرا ويهدي به كثيرا يضل He misguides with it many Many become misguided Why? Because remember the aql You have aql but you have basira If the basira is the inward light is not there Then the person he will become misguided he may have aql, intellect, which is in the dimaq, which is in the brain, but he will not have basira, inward sight, by which he can, because the, the, like the eyesight needs an external light. If you enter a dark room, when you enter the dark room, you need an external light to help your eye to see, because even if the eye is functioning, it needs an external light. Similarly, the mind may be functioning, but the mind needs an external light, which is al-wahi, which is the Qur'an, the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يُضِلُّ بِهِ كَثِيرًا وَيَهْدِي بِهِ كَثِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides with this meaning mathal, many, and he guides with it many. وَمَا يُضِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا الْفَاسِقِينَ Here, someone may say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides whom he wills. Does this mean they have no choice? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us وَمَا يُضِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا الْفَاسِقِينَ He does not misguide with it إِلَّا الْفَاسِقِينَ Except those who do fisk. What is fisk? Disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person should restrain himself from sinning. Why? Because it leads to being misguided. Ultimately, it leads to the cutting away of the roots of iman. That a person disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person continuously disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides him. Who are these ones who are al-fasiqeen? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us, وَمَا يُضِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا الْفَاسِقِينَ He does not misguide with it, with the Qur'an and the Amthalul Qur'an, except a group of people who are referred to as al-fasiqeen. But then the description, now remember there is a rabb, a connection of all the verses. The description of Al-Fasiqeen is given. Who are they? Al-Ladheena. Those. Yanqudoona ahdallahi min ba'di mithaqihi. 
This is part of the description. Alladina yankuduna. What is naq? Naq is to unravel something. So if you have a knot, you can say naqada uh, shay'an is to what unravel something. So if you have a rope with knots, someone unties the rope, naqadahu, naqada hablan, he unraveled what? A rope. Yanqudun, these people unravel something. What do they unravel? Yanqudun ahdallahi. They unravel ahdallah. Ahad is a covenant, meaning a promise that is made. What promise was given and what promise was made? The promise is in reference to what occurred in Alam al-Arwah. Alastu bi rabbikum qalu bala. Am I not your Lord? They said, they responded by saying bala, of course. When they responded by saying, of course, the ahad is done, that you acknowledge that I am your Lord. This is iman. The, the human being who is born in, with natural disposition, fitrah, to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ahad is what the covenant is what? Just affirm that I am your Lord. But when you disregard this, the, the desires envelop the heart, overwhelm the person, and then he wants to rebel against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is known as kufr, which is to cover the truth. They what? They unravel the covenant they made with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, firstly you have ahad, then you have mithaq. What is mithaq? If you write a contract or you make a verbal contract, after making a verbal contract, then you ratify the contract. How? You sign. You do signatures. This would be referred to as mithaq. Uh, thiqa is trustworthiness. Wuthuq is what? Trustworthiness. But mithaq is like ratifying a contract that you done the verbal agreement now you will sign the contract when did we we had ahadullah from alumul arwah from the world of souls we agreed with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said alastu bi rabbikum we said bala when we come down to earth allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down messengers now the mithaq is with whom with the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that we say Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is mithaq. We said la ilaha illallah. This is ahad. So we had ahad and then we have mithaq. And those who unravel this, they are al-fasiqeen. So they are described as yanquduna ahdallahi min ba'di mithaqi. Then additional description of these people. Wayaqta'una and they cut away. They cut away ma amar Allahu bihi an yusala that they cut away that ma meaning that thing amar Allah Allah subhanahu wa taala commanded an yusala that it be connected wusul is connection an yusala in the passive form of the imperfect tense in the uh, mansub state it means that Allah subhanahu wa taala commanded that it be connected. What is this? If you check the commentaries, they mention, they give various opinions. The common opinion is Silatul Rahim, is the, the, the ties of kin and kith, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded people to keep good ties with their mother and father, with their kith and kin, and you salah. But in reality, the word is general, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَيَقْتَعُونَ مَا أَمَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ أَنْ يُوصَلَ that they 
cut off whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded to keep connected. So you keep connected to Al-Quran Al-Kareem. You keep connected to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You keep connected to the ahkam, the legal judgments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Al-Quran Al-Kareem and the Sunnah. But when people, they cut away from these commands, they fall into Al-Fasiqeen. They fall into Fisq. So this is uh, an, an additional description. Then, وَيُفْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ And then they cause corruption in the earth. So Al-Fasiqeen, note how the description is rich and detailed. وَيُفْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ How can someone cause fasad fil ard? Sometimes some people think fasad fil ard is only terrorism, only terrorist groups. So terrorist groups, they place bombs in the civilian place, people die, this is fasad fil ard. But is this the only fasad fil ard? The answer is no. Fasad fil ard can come on many levels. Fasad fil ard would be selling of khamar, selling alcohol. That someone, a woman is addicted to alcohol, she does not raise her children cor correctly. An unbelieving woman, she doesn't believe. But the Muslim is selling her alcohol, destroying her and destroying her children. This is fasad fil ard, corruption on the earth. A person is selling drugs, mukhaddarat to the young people, but some people are drug addicts to the point that they abandon their children, that they abuse their children. This is fasad fil ard. Then you have other types of fasad fil ard, like what? Burning crops. That you know these people are farmers, and people, what do they do? They throw chemicals, they destroy their crop. Similarly, fasad fil ard, the proliferation of riba, interest, usually, in, the, in today's world, that you give a loan to a country and you put the loan up high and then you put the interest rates high also, usually. They change the name of usually to interest, meaning it's in your interest to have that usually. But this is a, a part of facade fil ard. Then what happens, like countries like Sudan, they can grow food, but they don't grow food, they go, grow cotton. Why do they grow cotton? So they can export the cotton for cheap. And then when a famine comes in that same country, they will die of hunger. They will have famines because they haven't been growing crops and wheat to store away, even though their land is fertile enough for growing all types of food. So this is a part of fasad fil ard. وَيُفْسِدُونَ fil ard. They cause corruption in the earth. Ula'ika. And those people, as I mentioned before, Ula'ika is composition of two. Ula'i, meaning those. Ka meaning those who were just mentioned. Ula'ika, humul khasirun, they are al-khasirun. Al-khasirun is someone, khusran is being at a loss, when someone loses everything. Why are they at a loss? Someone may say, look at them, they are rich now, they live long, meaning some of them live into their 90s, some of them live really long, but some of them, uh, they are rich, some of them are the richest people on earth. How are they at a loss? Firstly, they have lost their soul. When they lose their soul, they do not enjoy their money. When they live long, then they are suffering as well because they have lost their soul. And then when they die, they face the angels and the adab and the narrowness of the afterlife. This is why the Messenger of Allah said that the dunya, a dunya sijnul mu'min, that the world is what? A prison for the believer, but the akhirah is a sijn for the disbeliever. That in, when they will go back, they will be in a prison.
وَيُفْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses them and addresses humanity. So firstly, what is the cause of their fasad fil ard? What causes them to cause corruption in the earth? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses them, addresses their mind and soul. Kayfa, how? Kayfa is what? For interrogation. Kayfa. Takfuruna billahi. How do you disbelieve in Allah? Note that the name Allah is unique. As I mentioned, that the correct position is what? The correct position is that the name is not derived. It's unique. The name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique in every way. How do you disbelieve in Allah? Meaning, how do you cover up this truth regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Firstly, that you were dead. Meaning, you were in what? You were in the loins of your parents. That you were dead. Meaning, how? That you had no life in the sense that the soul had not been uh, blown into you. You were not. Uh, you did not have sensory perception. You were not aware of your surroundings. Kuntum amwatan fa'ahiyakum. And then he gave you life. So from alam the world of the particle, you entered into this realm. Fa'ahiyakum. He gave you life. After 41 days, the soul is placed from the top of the head into the, the, the person, the first faculty to... Uh, work is the hearing of the fetus and then for ahyakum he gave you life thumma yumitukum then he will give you death again so the soul will be taken out and where does it get taken out last from the top of the head and this is why the eyes roll upwards because the person is observing with his soul he tries observing with his eyes but then his eyes go upwards and they roll upwards and the person dies then he will give you death. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you life again. Meaning in the grave. This is a, a proof for life in the grave. Because when the soul is, when the body is placed in the grave, a connection is made between the ajabu dhamb, which is the coccyx bone, which is, which is at the base of the spine, and the soul which is placed in illiyin for the believers. Or Sijin for the disbelievers. Illiyin is located in paradise. Sijin is located in Jahannam. And for the sinning believers, their souls are made to float in space. Float in space. And then a connection is made between them and their body in the grave. And the, the more, some of them, the stronger the belief and the stronger the actions, the bodies can be preserved in many cases. Of course, with the Anbiya Ali Musalam, they are alive in their graves and they worship. And then you will go back to him. Meaning, this is your journey, O humankind. That how, how can you disbelieve in Allah when he gave you life? This life that you have is the proof that is sufficient to know that there is a creator. Then, now, what is the connection of this verse with the previous? After informing us, meaning istifham inkari is what? Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, istifham inkari is a rhetorical question, a rhetorical device. Meaning they know the answer. 
But the question is given that like هل أتى على الإنسان حين من الدهر لم يكن شيء مذكورا has arrived on a on human kind a human kind a time a short period of time حين من الدهر لم يكن شيء مذكورا where he was something unmentioned the answer is yes there is not a small amount of time there is what a long epoch of time where the human being was unmentioned this is istifham inkari by answering that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing them if you were non-existent for so long then who brought you into existence meaning your existence and your non-existence was equal there is someone who done tarjih who preferred your existence over your non-existence and similarly how do you disbelieve in allah that you were dead meaning what does it mean being dead you had no shu'ur you had no feelings but then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you life then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the, the connection of the verse is what is the description of the divine creator he is the one meaning Allah. He is the one who created for you. Lakum. Note here. We gave nobility to the progeny of Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing us. He has created for you. He is the one who created for you. That which is on the earth. In its entirety. What does this mean? Everything on the earth is permitted except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. Meaning the prohib- prohibition comes from the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who created for you what is on the earth. If you remember, I mentioned the origins of the word ard, that the word ard is from where the earth eats some of it, and where people walk over it, and they wear down the earth. This is where the word Al-Ard comes from. Jami'a in its entirety. ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَسَوَّاهُنَّ سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتِ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ He is the one who created for you whatever is in the earth. Jami'a in its entirety. ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى And then... Istawa. He istawa meaning in relation to the creation of what? The heavens. That his command of creation related to the heavens. This is telling us with regard to the tartib of the creation. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth. And well, in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, After the seven heavens were formed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did what? والأرضى, the earth, after that, دحاha. the word dahaha has two meanings. One meaning is to make the earth livable. Dahaha. Another meaning of dahab is to what? To round the earth. So the word has two meanings. One is when someone observes, they see the earth as being flat. But as you go higher, you see that the, the curvature of the earth, that there is a curvature to the earth. 
But before that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ Then the divine command related to the, to the heavens. As I mentioned, most of the time when as-sama is mentioned, it refers to the atmosphere above us. And I said there are exceptions. Here is one of the exceptions. When the sama, seven heavens were one unit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to them as as-sama. They were one unit. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَسَوَّاهُنَّ سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتِ He straightened them into seven heavens. So generally, as-sama is referring to the atmosphere above us in the Qur'an. Whenever you find the word in the singular form, it refers to the atmosphere above us. There are exceptions like this exception, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us after creating the earth, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fashioned the heavens into seven heavens. سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتِ what are these seven heavens? Even the seven heavens, many people mistaken the word heaven with paradise. They are two different things. Al-Jannah is paradise. As-Samawat is the heavens. Al-Jinan is the plural of paradise. As-Samawat is the plural of As-Sama. Paradise exists out of the seventh heaven on the right-hand side of Sidratul Muntaha, which is the furthest low tree. Sab'a Samawat. The seven heavens have a function. Each heaven has a function. In the first heaven, the alumul arwah is located. The souls of the children before they are sent to earth. And this is why in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari, when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu ascended in Al-Mi'raj, he saw Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salam, Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salam, whenever he would look to the right hand side, he would see the illuminated souls ascending. And you would see the dark souls descending. This is Alamul Arwah, the world of the souls, before they are sent to dispatch to earth. So, like this, each heaven has a function. And the likeness of the heavens is like the body, that within the body we have certain functions, like the, the mind informs us to raise our hand. When we raise our hand, we see the raising of the hand in this realm. The function of the seven heavens is like the mind. That the commands come down in the seven heavens, we see those commands displayed in our, in our realm, in this realm that we observe. So, istawa is to rise. And then he rose. Istawa. What does it mean? That the divine command relating to the creation of the heavens, the divine action. Then he rose to the heaven, meaning what? The divine action relating to the heavens. This word, the verb is to straighten. Is to straighten something. Meaning, he completed them. As what? Remember, the number seven is a complete number. It's a complete number, uh, like in Surah Al-Kahf. That seven is has a special then wow uh, thamania completes like number ten. So wow thamania, the wow of eight is when you complete the number. So seven is also a special number. It has like the number seventy also. Sab'a samawatim wa huwa bikulli shayin alim. Wa huwa bikulli shayin alim. Why is this essential to mention at the end? That after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
describes his divine actions, he informs us that this Lord of yours who created the earth and the fashion, the seven heavens, and he is of everything all-knowing. Why is this essential? That in order to create the earth and have all the uses of the earth for the, for the human being, that all these, uh, these materials that we have on earth that we utilize for our own benefit, the one who created them, if he had no knowledge, those things would not have been created. If he had no knowledge, there would be no seven heavens. Meaning knowledge is essential for the creation of all of this. This is why وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ is mentioned at the end. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٍ What is the connection of this verse with the previous verse? The previous verse mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth for us. وَالَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَرْضَ He is the one who made the earth. وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا He is the one who made the earth for you. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the types of human beings. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed mankind. Then the connection of this following verse is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of our origin. Where do we come from? Where did we come from? And where are we heading? Is Where we are heading is mentioned. He gave us life and then he will make us die again and then give us life again. But now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of the first creation. وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ And when your Lord said, وَإِذْ قَالَ Meaning, if here comes in the meaning of, and remember when your Lord said, Udhkur idh qala rabbuka, when your Lord said, Rabbuka. Note here also, Rabbuka, in the beginning of Al Quran Al Karim, we recited, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So there is a, an endearment in the word Rabb, the one who nurtures you, the one who sustains you, the one who looks after you. So, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ To the angels. These angels, the word malaika is plural of malak. The word malak is originally from ma'lak. Ma'lak. Uh, then the, uh, the hamza is transferred and it becomes malak. The, those who obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones who obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The word malaika is the plural. The ta is added on for jama'ah, a group of angels. وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ And when your Lord said to the angels. So the, the word malak is originally from alaka, hamza, lam and kaf, ma'laka, mean hamza, lam and kaf, and then the word became malak, and the plural is malaika, and the ta marbuta is for what? For jama'ah. وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ That indeed, I will make on the earth جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ Note here, the word is not خَالِق The word is جَاعِل As I mentioned before, the word جَعَلَ sometimes comes for stages Like فَجَعَلَهُمْ كَعَصْفٍ مَأْكُولٍ He made them, meaning 
the army of Abraha like Asf, which is what? Uh, the fodder, which is consumed fodder, chewed fodder, ma'kul. They became like that after the Ababi birds destroyed them. But here, I shall make on the earth a Khalifa. It could have been, But the word Khalq in Al Quran Al Kareem relates to Alam Al Mulk, that which we observe, the observable realm. But the word Ja'ala is utilized for Alam Al Malakut, the, un, the, uh, the realm that we do not observe. An example of mulk is the rock. We see a rock. This is a part of mulkullah, the kingdom of Allah. But what makes a rock a rock is referred to as malakut, the kingdom that we do not observe. Similarly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the creation of Adam alayhi salam, he is not referring to the, the, the form of Adam alayhi salam. He is referring to his role. What is, is his role? إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً I shall make a khalifa, a caretaker of the earth. Someone who looks, who is, who represents me on the earth, who is my representative on earth, this is a spiritual station. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً That I shall make on the earth a khalifa, someone who will be the replacement, who will be what? The replacement for the Khalifa that was prior, which was the Alamul Jinn. And what happened in the Alamul Jinn, the world of Jinn, is the wars and the bloodshed that the angels observed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ And when your Lord said, لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ To the angels, إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً The Malaika that were addressed at this point, they were the angels that were tasked to beat and defeat the jinn on earth. And they responded to, to this when they said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قالوا, they said, fiha, Will you make on the earth من يفسد فيها Those who will cause corruption And they will what? Spill blood. وَنَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ and we will praise with your, we will what? Glorify with your praise. And we will what? Do taqdis. Of course, there's a dis distinction between tasbih and taqdis. Inshallah, from this verse, we shall continue next week. We, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to continue. Jazallahu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam amahu ahlu. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين